Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jazz down by one. 102-101. Favors. Free throw line jumper off a netto give is good. And Derek Favors with 11 fourth quarter points tonight has given the Jazz a 103-102 lead. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked on Jazz for the 22nd of September, back from New York already and preparing the show for you. We'll look at the Jazz bigs, and boy, is it ever fascinating as we do that across the network today. Plus, a get-to-know with Trey Lyles as we get ready for the season. Interesting debate on bigs, the Chris Bosh situation, tragic injury in Milwaukee. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How? How are you? On like four hours sleep and three to six shots of express of espresso. I'm David Locke. Glad to be with you. Uh, hope everyone is well. I'm the radio voice of the Utah Jazz and your Jazz NBA insider. And this is Locked on Jazz. If you're new to Locked on Jazz, uh, really what this show is, it's like five years old. It's now gotten big. There's a whole network attached to it. I guess it's gotten big. I don't. doesn't feel like it to me. But really, I was talking to the Washington Wizards analyst, uh, radio analyst, yesterday about it, and he wanted to know more about it. And I and I just said, you know what it, it is? It's it's me having a cup of coffee, hanging out with a bunch of jazz fans. I laugh. They don't usually have coffee. They're having their Dr. Pepper or their Coke or something. We started on video. Now it's just audio. And we're just chilling every morning together. So uh, glad to be with you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, it's been a good week on the program. Uh, I hope you've all caught it. I haven't had a chance to go back and look at numbers to see whether you are listening this week or not. But there's been a bunch of really good shows. Uh, on Monday, we got to know Shelvin Mack. On Tuesday, we got to know Rodney Hood. On Wednesday, we got to know Joe Johnson. Uh, the Locked On Podcast Network has been doing a theme across the board, which is Monday, uh, point guards Tuesday, shooting guards Wednesday, small forwards. Um, Joe Johnson really might end up being a power forward, but I thought it'd be fun to put him there. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of where we are, and I uh, hope you've enjoyed that and uh, followed all of those. Uh, today's show is brought to you by uh, a really cool group, Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, they are uh, sponsors of the program, and we certainly appreciate them. They're out in Pleasant Grove, and they do uh, really fantastic work. I'll tell you a little bit more about them uh, coming up, but uh, just, you know, all I can tell you, 107 reviews on Google, 4.9 out of 5. That's what you need to know about the Shamrock Auto Group. They're our sponsor uh, for today's program. Really appreciate them. All right, so let's get it rolling. We always start with pins across the world. There's a bunch of great stuff along across the network uh, if you're interested to catch some other shows, uh, and we might even try to put together some more uh, for you as the week goes on. Locked on Pac-12 Part 2 will come out uh, later today. 
All right, so let's go to pins across the world. We always try to uh, get really fun ones for you. We've been kind of digging into the old ones and the new ones, and uh, I've got 300 of them in our file and read most of them, but try to get more to them. Uh, So let's go back to some of the ones that I missed a long, long time ago. We're going to October 20th, this came into me, and this comes from Luke Bowman. Uh, Luke, thank you, he says, for your passion and work. Uh, I grew up in Soda Springs, Idaho, in the Stockton Maloney area. Went to college, lived in Arizona for a while, and due to our limited budget, became a fan of the Suns during the Nash, Stoudemire, Johnson era because it was free and we watched all those TV games. You know the other reason, Luke, you became a fan of that is that's one of the great teams to ever watch. Couldn't have been more enjoyable. We moved back in 2007. I've listened to the jazz on the radio since. I love the info on the podcast, ability to listen wherever I am in the world. I've listened in Seattle, Mexico, every morning on my drive from North Ogden to the work in Salt Lake. Thanks again. That is a UHP Aero Bureau chief pilot, Luke Bowman. Luke, I was way late on getting to your pin across the world, but I finally did, and I greatly appreciate it. You can send me your pin at dlock09 at gmail. All right, let's get to our Locked on Jazz main story of the day, our tip-off story of the day, and that's the bigs. We're doing it across the network. This is fascinating from the Jazz. This, to me, is the most interesting aspect of this season, and that is how these groups are going to work together and how Quinn Snyder is going to use them. So, obviously, we start off with the Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors as the starting bigs. I think that that's, that seems to be how it's going to work uh, for the Jazz. And I'd be really surprised if, if something else happened. So you have Gobert, and they, and they actually survived offensively last year surprisingly well in their time together. Defensively, they're dominant. Favors has really shown as a four and a complementary defender to Gobert that he's terrific. Gobert's the lead uh, the lead, you know, rim defender in the NBA. Uh, this this group has got th- th- those two have proven it. Where and that's how I would suspect we're going to play most of the season. And the key to that group truly is whether or not they these guys are able to maintain that offensive the, the team is able to maintain that offensive ability that they had a year ago that's um, to me that's what jumps out is that they last year when they were on the floor we were good offensively with both favors and gobert on together something that Quinn was very worried about throughout the year but it worked they were able to do it. The offensive rating was 106.4. The defensive rating was 102.2. Um, the net rating was plus 4.2. It's one of the better net ratings of our two-man groups from an early. So it really, it really worked well. What gets fascinating is now, from there, where do the Jazz go? And the pieces are numerous. So just in the simplest sense, the backup power forward is Trey Lyles, and the backup center is Jeff Withy and Boris Diaw, and Henry Sims has been signed, who will probably battle with Jeff Withy for a final playoff spot on the roster. And we can slide Joe Johnson in as a four. We could probably slide Gordon Hayward into a four. So you've already got a stretch four in Trey Lyles. You've got Boris Diaw, who can do so many interesting things for the Jazz. You've got Jeff Withy, who proved last year that when needed to play, he can really play. 
And you have Boris Dia, who's only the second Boris to ever play in the NBA. Some guy in 1955 played a few minutes. Who does a lot of things. I mean, Boris is 34 years old. He's a 36% three-point shooter last year. 34% on his career. He's a fabulous passer, averaging three assists a game over the last few years. We haven't had a passer on this team. And he's average played about 22, 23, 24 minutes until last year. Dropped a little bit. Uh, for the Spurs, I think he's he's a very valuable piece. And so how are we putting – how is Quinn – not we, we don't get to do it. How do we put any of this together is just incredibly fascinating. So the easy first substitution is, okay, well, you go to Trey Lyles. Well, but maybe you don't. You know, if Joe Johnson isn't starting, maybe Joe Johnson's your first sub as a four. And then your second substitution is Trey Lyles and Joe Johnson slides to the three. I don't know. And then when Trey Lyles, it's Trey Lyles and Derek Favors, Trey Lyles and Rudy Gobert, just on that level, Lyles last year played very well with those guys. We were terrific when we spread the floor and put Trey Lyles uh, and Rudy Gobert on the floor together uh, and Trey Lyles and Derek Favors on the floor generally. The Lyles-Gobert group actually uh, were negative a lot of times because they were playing with other not particularly good players. It's interesting. The defense was great. They just couldn't score. Uh, that should be alleviated by playing with better players. Uh, but, I mean, just keep an eye on it, I guess. It's at least a data point from a year prior in which um, that, that is what actually took place is that they couldn't, they didn't score well. When you dig into it a little deeper, the, you find out it has to do with some of the guys they play the floor. Favors and Lyles were positive. The defensive rating was 102.2, and um, the offense was 104.4. Now, one thing for Favors is Favors, I think, has to really prove, again, that he can be an elite defensive player as a five. Uh, right now, I think Derek's an elite defensive player as a comp four complementing Rudy. Can Derek hold down the fort as the five? Quinn's going to want to play this group small more and more as the year goes on. That's the way the league's going, and he has the personnel to do it, and he has so many different players. If Dante's playing well, you're suddenly playing Dante and George Hill together, and then you're going to want to have minutes for Rudy, and you're, excuse me, for Rodney, and for Gordon, and for Joe Johnson, and for Trey Lyles, and the way to do that is to have Derek Favors playing the five, and Favors is going to have to prove that he can play that five position as a force uh, defensively. I'm all over the map here a little bit because I think this is all over the map. So how do you use Boris Diaw and who does Boris Diaw play with and which is the guy and, and who's going to play that that spot for with Boris? Is it Boris Diaw as a five with Trey Lyles? Is it Boris Diaw as a five in a small lineup with Joe Johnson? Is it is it Boris Diaw with Rudy or Derek? I'm not sure I see that, but Boris Diaw's passing suddenly takes away the weaknesses of both Rudy and Derek, which is that neither of them are very good passers. There's a lot of really fascinating, fascinating angles on how this plays out with this team this year. And to me, I don't have I don't think there's an answer directly on any of this. I, I think this is what makes it fascinating. And every night um, it will be, you know, one guy moving to a different spot depending on matchups. You know, when we're opening against Portland and they, depending what they do, 
Do they tr- start to play small with Mo Harkless at the four, and then you're matching it with Joe Johnson or Trey Lyles? You put Mo Harkless at four. I'm putting Joe Johnson at four, and I'm kicking his ass. Right? <laughs> I mean, just, all right, let's go. We'll kill you on that. Now, does Trey Lyles go play the five, and can we rebound out of that? Quinn Snyder, in our Locked on NBA conversation, said you have to know that you guys can defend the position. So there's so many combinations by which the Jazz – uh, play and how they play and the different things that they do. And it's incredible to watch the versatility, and I think it's going to be incredible to watch what happens. And then the other one that I think is going to be tricky is trying to figure out what's working and what's not. The easy answer is you use the two-man lineup data that I'm referencing in this show, but so much of it's going to have to do with matchups and who they're playing with and who they played against. You know, we play the Clippers on the third night of the year. If they have DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin, we're probably got to stay big all night. We got San, you know, we got San Antonio. They go LaMarcus Aldridge at the five. Well, we go Derek Favors. We probably go small at the four. They're going to drop Kawhi to the four. Do we drop Joe Johnson? Do we drop Gordon Hayward? Where are we going? So I think that's going to be remarkable to watch all season long and really uh, am fascinated to see how it all plays uh, throughout throughout the time. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm totally – it's part of what makes me so fired up and in some ways I think makes me so fired up about the fact that it's going to be hard to, um, you know, just like let's get going. That's, that's the excitement um, about this along the way. All right, uh, let me tell you about our sponsor for today's program. It's Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, their address is 203 North, 2000 West, and they're out in Pleasant Grove. So you just right off the, the exit 275 in Pleasant Grove. And they specialize in Chevrolet, Buick, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Cadillac, Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Mazda, Acura, Lexus. So like all brands across the board. They, they're really, it's a neat group. So uh, what they are is they, first of all, they're, they're a customer service-based group. And, and the best way I can tell you that is Rob Taylor, their owner, is gonna, literally told me to give out his cell phone number. Like, like he's the owner, and if you want to do it, uh, like, he'll just give you a cell phone number. Like, that's the kind of level of service that Shamrock Auto Group is planning here uh, to deal with. It's, it's, I've gotten to know them well. It's a really interesting group. And the best thing I can tell you about them is so they are selling you, um, you know, almost new, uh, barely used, whatever way you want to phrase it, cars. That's what they, that's what they're doing. They're, and they're giving you, you know, and I, without joking with you too, they're specializing, as you can see, in what I call, you know, the, well, they're called something else, the Utah Salt Vehicle. Right, the the suburban uh, is there for you. There's a GMC Yukon available for you. Uh, there's uh, thirty one nine thirty one thousand nine hundred for a 2012 GMC Yukon. Like that's a pretty awesome deal right there. There's a 2008 Audi A4, which um, I may just walk down there and go get here pretty soon. For, that's really well priced. They they've got great deals for you. The, the best thing though I can tell you about them is if you literally and I'm just gonna do it. You're gonna hear me type here. I go to Shamrock Auto. I'm just gonna do this. And and I, and and so two hundred three North, two thousand West, Pleasant Grove. And if I go to the Google reviews, it says right here that there's there's these a million, one hundred and seven uh, reviews on them, and they're four point. Actually, on Cars dot com, there's four hundred one hundred seven. They're four point nine out of five. On 
on Google, they're 4.8. And so let me just go to, like, most recent, and I just click on it. And here we go. This is from Christy Hall. I've never read this before. Thoroughly impressed with the family's professional service. Kellen and Stephanie were absolutely amazing. By far the most positive buying experience I've ever had. They really went above and beyond. They were honest and upfront with everything. Definitely worth a four-hour drive to pick up a new vehicle. Well, that's some dedication. They really know how to treat their customers. I'll be ref- referring friends and family to them uh, as well as purchasing any future vehicles. Let me scan down. Let me go find uh, Ryan uh, Wheaton. Uh, all right, no, let's go to, I think I did Ryan last. Let's go to Bart Baxter, four months. Shamrock followed up with me regarding my recent decision uh, to look at a deal. They were transparent. They were comfortable. They made me feel great the entire time. Like, that's, like this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing is most people write a review when they want to bet. Ooh, I can't say that. When they want to complain. And so they, this is the exact opposite. So check them out. Shamrock Auto Group, located uh, at 203 North, 2000 West in Pleasant Grove, uh, right off the freeway. You'll find out that that experience is the same. And here's Rob's number, 801-319-2250. 801-319-2250. Rob Taylor is the owner, and that's his cell number. That's what I'm telling you about. Best brands, barely used, almost new, however you want to phrase it, the best way to buy a car, and they will take care of you. Check it out, Shamrock Auto Group. All right, a uh, bunch of NBA news. I just got back from the NBA meetings, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I love being with the other broadcasters. I'm so honored and humbled to be a part of this group of just they're, I don't I don't know how I'm a part. These guys are all incredible, and I sit there and just soak it in. I spent a huge amount of time with Tim Roy of the Warriors and Craig Ackerman of the Rockets. We've got a huge promotion today. He's now doing Rockets, uh, a bunch of Rockets TV stuff, though. I give him crap. He's no longer an artist. Now he's just a TV shill. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's all good. Congratulations to Craig. Uh, I spent time with Dennis Newman of Orlando, Mark Champion of Detroit, and Chuck Cooperstein of Dallas. I mean, this is just Alan Horton and I spent a ton of time together. We're great friends. These are just brilliant people. Uh, so that was great. There's some interesting things that uh, I learned uh, while there that I'll share with you that's kind of probably off the record a little bit. Uh, first one is if you're a mobile watcher of the NBA, the NBA is changing the way they're doing their telev- their broadcast, and there is a separate camera that will be set up for mobile devices, uh, which is kind of awesome. So that if you're a mobile viewer, you'll be getting a tighter shot of the play on your mobile devices next year. Really, really just incredible smarts in in technology. Uh, We did a lot of stuff with the officials. Bob Delaney, Steve Javi talked to us about what's going on with that. There's a new director of operations. Um, I asked him about the two-minute reports and the Jazz getting shafted last year um and how that happens uh, if you're all wondering so i did represent uh so we went over to the replay center which was a fascinating uh kind of to experience we got to look at replays ourselves and go through how the system works uh and see how they're doing it they're going to move more they're hoping to move more triggers over to the relay replay center because it was done faster last year and they sped it up uh so that will be uh, that was really will be interesting to see how that plays out, uh, and it was just nice to see how they do the work. Uh, you know, it's a ama- the thing, and you probably don't care about. It, you're just a you're rooting for your team, but the league is just a it's a masterfully run. Adam Silver's incredible uh, way to look at this league, and it's clear they've moved into the modern era and they're doing things very 
uh, very well. So th- those that was the takeaway. Um, the thing I thought was most interesting that I learned while I was there is that the officials have a screen in their locker room that at halftime they can call back to the replay guys in and say, hey, can you pull up such and such play for me at such and such time? Or one of the replay assistants told me about how uh, one of the guys was refing a James Harden game, and Harden was complaining how they were grabbing his jersey the whole game. And so the official went to go look and check uh, during halftime of whether this was true and how much it was impeding play. So it's interesting to me how much they're checking out uh, the – uh, game at halftime using that time uh, along the way. You know, the officials really, I know we get frustrated. They do a pretty incredible job in a fast game. Steve Javi was really interesting about missed calls and just trying to figure out why each missed call was happening rather than, um, you know, not that it's a you know a, a mind mistake, but was it a positioning error? Why were you in the wrong position? So a lot of that kind of stuff uh, was very, very interesting to to hear them talk about the amount of work they're doing with, with kind of psychologists and things like that of what makes you make a better call and, and all the rest. So there, this was, it was interesting stuff. I, I'm kind of skipping over some of it. I'm sure it'll circle back uh, over the years. We talk every day uh, here on locked on jazz uh, NBA news for you today. Uh, I thought there was a really interesting debate. Robert Ori got into about uh, who's the better center, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal or Tim Duncan. Um, I would probably go Duncan, but Olajuwon at his peak was about as good as anyone. It's it's, and then Shaq was about as dominant as anyone. Um, Ori was asked because he played with all of them. He said the dream's the best. He had everything that the other two, but more. For example, the dream could do everything that uh, could do everything he did. Shaq, but he also got free throws. And the truth is, on the other two, learn from Olajuwon, who's the best center, the best power forward in history. What defines these bigs is not what they could do, but what they could not do, and the dream could do everything. Um, it's an interesting... I thought it was a really interesting uh, argument or discussion. I mean, Olajuwon, I do... You know, we ran into it uh, firsthand when he knocked the Jazz out you know, really the best championship chances the Jazz ever had uh, were not the years where the Jazz went to the finals. They were the years when the Jazz lost to the Rockets in the playoffs. And Olajuwon in those years was just incredible. He was um, – and I think people have forgotten that if you go back and look at Olajuwon, uh, when they win the champ- they win the, the championships um, and he's, you know, he's a two-time finals MVP. I mean, he's averaging 27, 11, four assists, two steals, and three blocks – for those years, 27, 11, four assists, two steals, and three and a half blocks. And then when you start looking at his playoff runs, uh, in the 94-95 championship run, he averaged 33 points, 10 rebounds, five dimes, a steal, and three blocks a game. <laughs> the year prior in the championship run, he averaged 29, 11, four dimes, two steals, four blocks. I mean, it's 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 uh, it's masterful, um, and you know I do. I mean, I think that Duncan wins seventy percent of his games, and I always put Duncan in the top ten players of all time. But you do make a discussion on Elijah one there a little bit, and and then I do think we forget about Shaq. You know, I mean, Shaq was twenty seven or thirty points, fourteen rebounds. He could pass. He had four assists a game uh, in that period of time uh, as well. And you go to his, he had. 
championship playoff runs that that with L.A. that were all-timers. Their first championship, when he's 27 years old, he goes 31-15 with three assists, shooting 57% for that playoff run. You know, the next year he goes 30-15, three assists. So two years back-to-back, he's a 30.15 rebound guy in the playoffs. (laughs) It's a pretty interesting debate, and, and Duncan, I think, is, is pretty fresh in our memories. But I do think at times that we may have forgotten how great um, some of those things are uh, uh, that exist out there uh, and those players. Uh, terrible, terrible news to, about out of Milwaukee. Chris Middleton is uh, out for looking like the year with surgery on his hamstring. Um, you know, I think that's that's an... That's a really stunning uh, story. And Milwaukee had a lot of hopes on what they were going to be able to do. Uh, so that's too bad. Uh, interesting story in Sports Illustrated by Chris Ballard uh, about Robert Swift, who I knew well when I uh, he was rookie. I was there when he was drafted in Newman, Seattle, and just all of his heroin addictions and problems um, that he's had along the way. So that's um, definitely worth uh, checking out in SI uh, for you along the way. So that's kind of um, – the main things I have for you, those are the kind of main stories where we are out of the interesting. I thought the NBA and Player Association working together on the protest was interesting. The Indiana Fever took a knee yesterday. Um, so a lot of stuff. And and I and we didn't – and I should have talked more about the uh, stadium renovations. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow uh, on the program. All right, let's get to know Trey Lyles a little bit. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network is out there for you. There's great stuff. NFL crossover podcasts are all over the place. Chargers play Indianapolis, and they've crossed over this week. Uh, each do podcast with each other. Those are some of the best things we do on the network right now. Uh, on the NFL things uh, – Depending on whoever your team is, make sure you subscribe and catch it. And then there's some other great ones, Locked on Fantasy Football and Locked on NFL with Matt uh, Williamson are all terrific uh, as well. So check all of those out. Uh, and then Locked on NBA, everybody's doing big men and power forwards as we did as well. We'll get to know Trey Lyles now on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, if you took me back to your hometown, where would you take me and what would you show me? If I took you back to Indianapolis, Indiana, I would show you the NCAA Hall of Fame that they have there. Um, it was a great day when you were a kid. You knew it was a great day when? I knew it was a great day when I woke up to my dad making breakfast. Uh, all right. Now we can talk about it because he's retired. If you right. took me in your childhood room, would you show me the Kobe closet and how many jerseys are in there? Uh, yeah, um, there's only like four jerseys in there, but I wouldn't say it's a Kobe closet. There's more Kobe walls everywhere, but, um, yeah, I definitely would. And it's still the same setup today, so <laughs> nothing's changed. Was it weird to go back and... <laughs> it, it, it was a little weird to go back and have, uh, all those guys on my walls. I'm like, wow, I was just playing against these guys, so. <laughs> yeah. Um... First person who ever saw the kind of talent level that you had and, and saw this you know, game that you had? Uh, first person who saw my talent in basketball was my dad. Obviously, he was my, uh, still is kind of my trainer, and, you know, he's taught me everything I know, so, you know, I have to give it up to him. Uh, first hoop you ever played on? First hoop I ever played on was across the street from my house at the park, uh, Canby Village Park. Is this in Canada or in Indiana? Uh, Indiana, Indianapolis, yeah. 
um, your favorite game you've ever played in your career? Favorite game I ever played in my career? <sighs> NBA? No, I mean. Um, would probably be uh, my high school state championship game. Yeah. Uh, it was my senior year, and my high school hadn't won a state championship ever in basketball, and it's been open like 102 years, and we finally won one. So that was a good good game for me. Um, single best shot you've ever made? Uh, in practice, after practice, I just threw the ball from one end of the court to the other, and it went in, so I was pretty cool. Stoked about that. Uh, it was actually at high school. Uh, so, yeah. Was there a moment last year when you suddenly realized you belonged, that you were good enough to be in the league? Uh, yeah, I'd say probably, I don't, I don't know. Ex- I'd say it's probably against the Sacramento um, when we played them at home. I had a pretty good game. I had to, I had to play a lot more because Book and Fave were hurt, and uh, Coach threw me in there, and I'd done pretty good, so... Um, you're pretty young for this one, but what's the toughest thing you've ever had to overcome, and how'd you do it? Uh, toughest thing I ever had to overcome was probably um, going into my freshman year in Kentucky. I had surgery, I had to sit out, so rehabbing that, um, just staying strong mentally, and then uh, just believing in myself. Okay. Why do you wear 41? Uh, <laughs> long story, uh, when we were younger, when I was younger on my AAU team. All the numbers that I wanted were took in 8, 21, 32, 23 were all taken. So the next person I could think of was Dirt. So I've just been wearing 41 since then. That's a good story. All right, let's go on the road with Trey Lyles. What's your favorite city to visit? Uh, favorite city to visit probably be Boston. Where's your favorite place to eat on the road? Favorite place to eat? Uh a good one favorite place to eat was probably Miami where'd you go I don't know my, one of my friends down there took me to a chicken place so it was pretty good had good chicken one thing you couldn't travel without um, my headphones can't travel without my headphones what is your game day routine uh, get up go to shoot around eat breakfast take a nap get up take a shower brush my teeth get dressed and get on the bus. What is the best heckle you've ever heard? Um, who's your daddy? What are the most used apps on your phone? Most used apps probably are Instagram and Twitter. Music. Movies that Trey Lyles says we have to see. He got Game, Gladiator, The Patriot, um, Friday Night Lights. The Usual Suspects, and Pulp Fiction. Strong on the last. Have you seen Memento? Uh, Throw that one on your list. Yeah. Uh, All-time starting five. NBA, all-time starting five. Uh, John Stockton, point guard. Kobe Bryant, uh, shooting guard, Scottie Pippen, three, Hakeem, four, and Shaq, five. Time to play word association with Trey Lyles. I say a word, you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Utah Jazz. Basketball. Quinn Snyder. 
Coach. Strawberries. Bananas. Jay Z. Drake. Drake. Oh yeah. Oh no. It's <laughs> not a rappers. <laughs> or Brooklyn. There you go. Ice cream. Cone. Cleveland. Browns. Three pointer. Cash. Miami. Sun. 